The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hi, I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast this week. Let's get depressed a little bit as today we're going to be taking we're talking about Earwig and the Witch, the latest 3D CG animated film from Studio Ghibli. Uh. <laughs> yeah, at 82 minutes long, this is is now available in the US on HBO uh, Max where you can check it out. And yes, yeah, screenplay by Keiko Niwa. It is directed by Hayao Miyazaki's son, Goro Miyazaki, known for Up on Poppy Hill and The Tales from Earthsea. This is his third movie with uh, with uh, Studio Ghibli. And uh, yeah, this thing's, a, this thing's a bit of a mess. This is best. It's reportedly at a box office of 218000 And we have several secondary sources that have confirmed that it was roughly made for about $20 million. Uh, and it looks it. It looks it in comparison i mean it's just not even fair that this is going to be compared to like pixar projects it's just it's just not even fair to the film itself or well i mean it's it's still even without the animation being particularly terrible it is a little bit rough but let's go ahead and talk about the contents of what's being made here uh earwig and the witch a headstrong orphan discovered a world of spells and potions while living with a selfish witch uh yeah that is pretty to the point yeah uh, that's the so, movie. Yeah. That's pretty that's much it. a movie. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much the yeah. whole thing. Uh, is it not adapted from something? Yeah, it's a Diana Wynne Jones novel, same as House Moving uh, Castle, same creative well they're going back to. Yeah, the Diana Wynne Jones things. I do love Diana Wynne Jones. She was amazing. Uh, I need to read more of her stuff. Too. I think but the again, rock music is entirely uh, a feature of the adaptation. Uh, from how he was talking about it in one of those interviews. He's like, I don't know. It seemed appropriate to the time, and I like rock music. Yeah, it's one of those things where you have, like, the little girls singing with the band, and the band comes up multiple times, and we never... That's, like, something that never actually happens in the movie because I just feel like the movie is missing a third act. (laughs) It's, like, a thing that's, like, a huge issue just to talk about. Like, I don't know if they they thought this was going to be a two-parter or something, but, like, there's no... And first off, they're not going to make another part to this because this was... I mean, if ever there was a studio they needed to course correct. But, again, I don't think that the studio was planning to put this out there. I think that's kind of a big issue so let's go ahead and i want to get your initial take here trevor uh man i stopped taking notes whenever i just wrote worms for like the third time (laughs) yeah um yeah it's like it's a movie that's all middle uh as far as what happens and i remember you know both of us watching it uh we watched the dub both of us which is yeah n- not a great dub it doesn't match the it's not a great dub movements uh very well yeah. for one thing um, which also with digital movies you can is actually like not a hard necessarily a hard i mean it is you do a lot of effort into it but like pixar can get away with like lip syncing for like other things and it's like i mean you they didn't have the money pretty much to do that so it's hard it's mm-hmm. hard to criticize them but it is easy to criticize them to tell people it's like you know there's more money and there is a lot of money in productions in hayao miyazaki and studio ghibli movies so the fact that they just like crapped this one out with such little budget funding and help is yeah. just very telling yeah it really does feel unfinished uh 
I, I remember was watching it and just uh, being like, no, wait, that's not the right reaction. That's not the, it's, it's very dark, which is kind of like been kind of the trend with Ghibli, I guess, lately. And Tales from Earthsea, also Goro's first outing is similarly kind of a darker tale. This, this is so dark that it's like, I don't know, it reminded me of like, Roll doll children's novels dark but like also it's just the way in which the story is told it's it's uh it's very unclear kind of what the takeaway is supposed to be she's you know she she's a little so she's a little stinker which is fine but yeah. she's she's kind of like a little sociopath too because her whole philosophy is just uh i'm gonna make everybody do what i want and manipulate people and she succeeds more or less in like yes. establishing this new status quo in her broken found family uh, between this like tyrannical shoulder hunched obsessed with his art and uh, just wants to be left alone father figure. Uh, and, and uh, oh, the sweet Jesus, which that he terrorizes kind of and lives in constant fear of him. And she uh steps into that environment and makes the best of it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, so what we're touching on here that we should kind of say out loud is that Goro Miyazaki, uh, and a lot of people have gone on record as kind of saying that Hayao Miyazaki is a terrible bloody father. Uh, and I think there's, I think there's a lot of, a the record kind of speaks of, for itself. I, it's hard to disagree with that notion. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I would, I would say so. I think, I think that like, there's been a lot of things where he's just, I mean, he's a, he has bipolarism. Like that's an actual thing that medically is known about him. And he's just very, abs- well, no, uh, yeah, it was, I was talking about that. Hold on. Control F. Uh, that was reported. I'm trying to find a secondary source. Yeah, I don't see any actual things of that. So I'm actually I'm I'm gonna go on record as saying I don't actually know if that's technically true. Uh, he is he he's very outspoken and it's very clear just based on like the the relationship between him because there's been large periods of time where him and Goro didn't speak, and he was just he was very very he spoke very badly about all of his son's efforts, which again, Goro has never been, he's never produced like a really great Miyazaki. Sorry. I keep calling him almost Miyazaki movies, but he's actually technically can produce Miyazaki movies because you know, it's his name. But the point is, is that like, it's one of those things where, you know, he, he, he earth sea and up on Poppy Hill are weak showings of the studio. And, and it's just a fact that earwig is now the weakest thing that studio Ghibli has ever made. Also for the record, I was looking up a lot of other things. Uh, apparently the wind rises was made for 30 million. Huh? Wow. Wait, so that's comparable yeah. budget then. Apparently, apparently like, and, and the only way I can think that's possible, it, this is one of those things where you look at the art and the stuff and like how this stuff's made. And I'm just like, I just don't think people are paid enough or, and it's just like uh, a lot of times it's just, I don't know. That was 2000. That, I will say this. It was seven years ago. The wind rises came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually so, got and, to see that in a theater. Yeah, no, it was good. And then Ponyo was 2008, and Ponyo had 34 million was the budget for Ponyo. Uh, yeah, I, I I see a lot of like a, just a bad, like just a really really bad strung out relationship here for with like a father and his son, which kind of makes me just incredibly sad personally. And I guess that's like hard to see it here because like Goro in the Engadget article essentially said, or, or he was quoted as that like as saying like you know 
they they encouraged me to go put this together and then they just left me alone i was left to my own in with all the youngest animators and we just went and did this and it's one of those things too where it's just like my initial take is just that essentially like Hayao Miyazaki and the people at Studio Ghibli have essentially failed to water the ground for the next generation or be concerned about the next generation of animators because they've always kind of just been defeatist about the future of animation being CG and they don't see any beauty of it. They don't see any evolution to it and they don't see it as a good thing. And so they've just kind of allowed, in my opinion, the area around them to kind of wither and die instead of trying to push forward and bring out new creators and new talent and new things and, and to train people. They're just sort of in a holding pattern, just being Miyazaki's releases for like all the films when he wants to come out of retirement again, inevitably. So I, it's just kind of sad. It's kind of sad because it's just like watching these things and watching everybody wear like, you know, cause it just doesn't have, it just, there's no budget here for like a, you can't do a CG, a really good CG movie for 30 million. That's just not comparable today. That's just not mm. a doable thing that you can do. And that's maybe the difference is that I'm a little bit shell shocked that you can do an animated movie for 30 million, uh, which actually was, uh, I was actually trying to look up how much demon slayer costs. Cause I'm, I'm sure demon slayer is going to be in the more comparable numbers wise sorry it's heavy um, yeah it's you for table it's going to use a lot of cg right yeah commence no yaba movie there we go mugen train yeah here we go uh it doesn't list a budget though it did make it did make 389 million worldwide so good on you uh demons slayer budget sorry i don't want to do this right now but uh yeah it says 65 yeah. million which is, again i, I don't know we don't have cheap. we don't have an exact estimate on this i think i maybe told you 20 or something at some point but now that i'm looking at it it's like it says nowhere near the 20 million or 30 million it typically spends on other features so it's, that's what i was saying yeah. clearly like he he was he has complained and i think specifically goro complained about a lack of resources which is something that I feel in this movie, but the story being bad is still his fault. Yeah, that's ultimately his fault. I haven't really seen Earthsea. I've seen Poppy Hill, which is fine. I, you know, we keep coming back. Yeah, to up that. on Poppy it's Hill's like, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I I look at. I, I had read some of his other interviews, and I think, yeah, as a storyteller, it's. I I don't know if he has it. Um, which is a shame that we even are thinking about and talking about this <laughs> approach to animation this way. And I think that's kind of the problem is that Studio Ghibli is just an auteur school of fucking animation. It does not work any other way. I mean, we talk about auteurism in anime a lot, like with people like Satoshi Kon, you know, and Mamori uh, Hosoda and that kind of thing. I mean, that is part of the industry, I guess. But there is just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm insulted by the fact that he has so little faith that there won't be somebody like him again. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what insults me about him. There's just such mm-hmm. a, uh, a such an onward to death vibe about Miyazaki somewhere at times. And it's not it's undeniable that he makes goddamn beautifully gorgeous things, which is always the thing, too. Is like, you, you know, if your enemies, I, I don't want to paint myself as an enemy of Miyazaki. That sounds weird. But if your enemies, when they're hating you, tell you how good the thing you made is like you still made it. So I I can't deny that. Uh, I was saying like, you know, 2013 Monsters University made the same year as The Wind Rises. 200 million budget so it's just pixar and it's just maybe the united states studios and it's just maybe the expectations soul was only 150 million but mm-hmm. it's one of those things to recognize that a lot of these 
animation. I mean, it actually puts it actually puts a huge thing on Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer being made for seventy million dollars is goddamn. That is a you steal. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that is yeah. a fucking fucking steal. And I don't know how they got out. Now, now my question is like, you know, this comes back around is like, is there like just by the basis of that, like are, people must be extremely underpaid, right? That, that's the only option to be able to produce something like that. Yeah, that's that's like the classic. Yeah, animators are are classically, I think, underpaid. Yeah, and overworked. And it's it's a, it's you know the, you know the whole fucking discourse about Attack on fucking Titan this season is evidence of that. You know, so people. I'll, I'll yeah. That, so. I don't know if that's that's as true, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's Map Studio Mappa, so which has bigger issues. Uh, also, Japanese society is just is like more is just way more accepting of crunch. It's like a thing where it's like you know we're we're like eating you know projects uh, sorry CD Project Red for Cyberpunk right now because they put everybody through a bunch of crunch and you know our take is mm, we don't care. <laughs> like it's it's it, no, it's just interesting, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I don't know who who doesn't care about cyberpunk. What, what are you saying? No, 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 you know, CG CD Project Red did a bunch of sorry, like what I was saying is that CG Project Red did a bunch of studio, sorry, CD Project Red did a bunch of stuff where they, uh, I apologize, CD Project Red did a bunch of stuff where they had a bunch of crunch for uh, the cyberpunk 277 right game and everybody's like mad at them and also the game came out and wasn't what everybody expected and so there's a lot of like backlash the point is is that's a situation that just doesn't happen in japan oh that's interesting because crunch is just more socially acceptable and it's one of those Mm -hmm. things yeah yeah and it's just it's just amazing to me that like you know we're talking about studio ghibli putting up something for 30 million and i'm like the for that to be even remotely possible somebody had to be abused just as a numbers game do you know what I mean? So it's just sure. one of those things. Um, it's just, sure. a, and it just, and culturally people are allowed to, you know, I think it's a little bit more harder to parse because cultural acceptance and all this other stuff. But at the same time, you know, well, where are you getting the, because of 30 million, someone had to be, have their rights abused thing. Cause I, I don't doubt that it's part and parcel of the industry <laughs> and that they just don't take it as seriously as a, as an issue. Cause it's dude, think of in, like how, but, how long the wind rises is just like, yeah. think about that. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you just had to, I don't know, 30 million. You think the wind rises in 2013 when Monsters, Monsters University, which is not even the most complicated digital movie, was 200 million. Yeah, I don't know. Like, are they just beating us that bad on a on a scale of dollars to donuts there? Like, come on. Yeah. Or was there like somebody was somebody like flexed over a board? You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to pay Billy Crystal uh, and John Goodman, though. That's I, fair. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. OK, yeah. Let's honestly. let's say you paid. Let's pay between, you know, the actors you paid one hundred and fifty million. You know, now you got 50 million for this movie versus 30, 20, 20 to 30 million. Yeah, I don't want to necessarily defend Ghibli as having light coming out of its asshole, Jack. Like, uh, no, I'm sure I, no, 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 I'm, like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying that. I'm just I'm being dark. You know me. I, I, this depresses me, man. This depresses me. Mm-hmm. I, I I laid this. I, I would say this. I lay this fair failure more at Miyazaki's side than I do at Goro. Goro made a bad thing. I'm not going to lie to you. He made a unartistically uncreative bad thing. And it is, and let's just talk. We haven't even talked about like all the bad things in there. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's get it back to 
it? Let's let's let's. Yeah, we haven't talked about why it's bad, other than because his father hates him. <laughs> Which could be yeah. the reason it's bad. <laughs> it could be. I don't. I feel like a lot of artists would argue. It's definitely that a lot one of, of their, them, like, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of artists would argue that their bad parenting led to them being good artists, which is, you know, maybe not a thing that we want to say. Mm. So, uh, but what I will oh, say God. is that, you know, just talking about this initially, it, it has. There's a lot of through plots and lines here. The primary thing is that it starts off them chase. They're running away, and it actually shows the car that that she's chasing away. So it actually identifies that in the beginning, the redhead who's like never truly identified is like is running away from her two fellow bandmates and they had a they had a witch's band in the past and for some unspecified reason the band broke up and so it's like a whole thing where it's like now she like leaves the girl at an orphanage and is totally fine there's no reason that she, there's no reason as to why she just doesn't raise the baby yeah uh, like, she has to abandon her daughter because she's She's running from 12 witches for some reason. No, never, never really explained who those witches are, why she has to run away from them. He said in an interview no. something about like, I don't know, I like the idea of her being rebellious. So I'm sure she would p- piss off a whole coven of witches, you know, and it's that kind of thing that I go and I read the interview and I'm like, but why though? But, but why does it matter? Why do I care? It, it, you know? it's, 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 it's what it is. Line. It's like, it's, 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 it's in the service of creating the atmosphere that he's in love with, which is that Miyazaki like, like European township medieval atmosphere where he's, it's like a young Madeline style French girl trapped in a cottage with an evil witch and she can't escape and how she goes about just organizing her life and about how the life is eventually like totally cool. And it's fine. Even though like both of them are still like directly abusing her. Oh fuck! You remember Madeline, man? I watched that cartoon when I was a little shit. I didn't know anybody. Madeline else is great, man. Madeline, yeah. there's so much just from like a from the standpoint of like the language of it, and like even the outro sequence where it has all them like on the beach, like it has like those French style old old timey beach swimsuits. Like it is yeah, directly yeah. referencing Madeline, in my opinion, or just like kind of that era of art of like comic based art. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah, so she leaves him to the orphanage where she, like, kind of puts down her best friend all the time and is kind of just men- generally mean to him and then and comes up and pinches the baker's belly fat to just, like, annoy him. It's a general kind of little shit. And, uh, yeah, then she gets adopted by who we find out are her mom's former bandmates. One of them's a witch, and she's like, okay, this is fine. You'll teach me magic. It's fine that I'm your, you know, I, I can deal with being your slave if, or being treated like one if you, uh, if, teach if you magic. teach me magic. Yeah, and, she and then she do doesn't. It. So she, like, manipulates her by hexing her, cursing her. I, I don't know. There's a doll involved, whatever form of magic that is, where she makes her, she keep she keeps telling uh, Earwig that all she wants is an extra pair of hands. So in a twist, a dramatic twist of irony, she makes her the witch sprout hands from her from her butt and from her forehead, <laughs> and it's just kind of terrifying. Um, but it's played for laughs, kind of because I don't know Earwig's a little shit, um, <laughs> and that kind of works. And she keeps disturbing the mandrake that doesn't want to be disturbed but somehow she brings him around by just generally being nice to him i can't remember what the final thing is that really i I can't even remember jack what the like the final thing is that that 
that solves the situation for her. It has to do with the fact that she avoids the worms. I remember that. As we keep having this yeah. sort of fucking Damocles, you're going to get the worms. <laughs> After worms fucking fly at the camera in the opening sequence when her mom like hexes the the people behind her. Yeah, when she pulls it out of her hair and I was like, well, that's weird. And you were like, yeah, "Yeah, it's like a thing in witches that they use their hair for stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't know. It made sense. Like it it made sense in Ghibli fashion to me that I'm going to turn my hair into a thing because like hair and magic and Kami and shit and all, you know, all that kind of thing. I don't know. That was, yeah, there was like a glimmer of hope in that animated sequence with that and like the car morphing into other stuff. But also the whole time you're noticing that the co- the watercolor background is like what you're used to, Ghibli. And then the, there's just this smoothness that's happening in the, you know, with everything. Yeah, else. well, it, it, it's, it's like it's like the hair looking like Play-Doh. Like it's looks like they look like God, they all the look hair, like they're wearing yeah. helmets. Yeah. And the cat yeah. itself, like the cat where it's like, you know, Ghibli, like, you know, that's and that's a 200 million dollar Pixar movie. It's like where you like have like all those threads of even in 2003, like when they did the original Monsters, Inc. Uh, sorry, I apologize, everybody. I am not feeling well. And I think it's this movie. It disagrees with me. But anyways, it's the it's like the whole back to Monsters, Inc. where like Sully has a thousand individual threads of hair on him and it's like a wholly animated thing. And that's why he looks so good. And they're just not doing that here. It's just a 3D CG model. And every little bit of anything that is textured like hair looks like Play-Doh in the context of this. And it looks weird. And it, and it's just like her it's hair. Clear that it's they're not like, even going for realistic physics, right? Like it is just a sti- it's like you said, we're not we're not exaggerating. It is like a stiff helmet it does not blow in the breeze there is just maybe no money for that you know that's that's again maybe the limitations of this thing is they there's just there was no fucking money there for for that or that's just not even where they wanted to go with it it's hard to say honestly it doesn't help that her design draws attention to it too that all the character designs draw very fierce attention to it like clearly the witch's hair and everybody's hair is like a defining factor of them Mm -hmm. as part of this rock band and everybody's hair is terrible and she's got two spiked horns on top of her head kind of making it since like this is there's a little bit of self yeah, she puts on a ghost is. sheet she puts on a, a ghost sheet a sheet to, when they dress up as ghosts it looks like she has horns because they just stick up they're just static they don't right. they don't have physics right. they don't they don't do what hair would actually do <laughs> yeah so it's, it's back it's, to yeah yeah it's back to this thing where clearly she's meant to be like demonic in some ways as well mm-hmm. and about how yeah. manipulative she is and it's one of those things where it's like i just associate it with like this sort of like I associate it with being this like sort of Goro self-hatred element to it. <laughs> like, it, you know it, I mean? it is. It is a fuck you, dad kind of kind of kind of vibe, especially when it gets to the Mandrake. And you're like, I, the Mandrake is the best thing in the movie. Can we do, you, do we both? Do we? Kinda- oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the be- Yeah, he's he's uh, ironically Miyazaki, even when he's being made fun of, is still the best part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just the the fireworks behind his like glasses and i i think part of the reason is that he gets he, he gets stretched and uh purple hazed and turned into smoke and all and all kinds of weird shit that plays yeah which is also model, never explained because you know? he's not a witch there's no there's no explanation to what the fuck his character is and why he looks like a vampire and he's got an organ and why he somehow like has power over the witch but they're not like directly a family they eat like a family but like their relationship is so unspecified and it's, it's so 
correctly ambiguous. for unintentionally. Yeah, it's like it's so ambiguous without actually having any internalized meaning. That's the thing. Like there's ambiguity in Studio Ghibli movies and they get away with that all right. the fucking time. Well, normally the it's problem, a good thing. But remember the, yeah, the ambiguous a, end of this when her mom shows up after like planning a scene in doubt of our head of who the fuck's kid is she? Because her mom in that flashback is turning around the car and blowing a kiss at the mandrake. And then the other witch is like, uh-uh, nope. And like, you know, kind of cock blocks a little bit or something the way I remember it. So it's legitimately up in the air who her parent is. And then when her mom shows up at the door, which is the end of the movie, what was our reaction? Both you and me said, fuck off. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. Was, that yeah. was exactly. That was, yeah, yeah. Like out loud at the same time, like a jinx, both of us said, fuck off. Uh-huh. Like, that was like, it's like we knew there was only five minutes left in the movie. So cold ending on like, like we're going to talk about this past that we spent half the movie setting up and had no direct reason to pay off for. And I'm just sort of like, like fuck you. And then the credits are all like, look how cute this family is. And I'm like, no, it's an abusive situation. None of this is good. Stop telling children it's a good to get adopted by monsters that use them for physical fucking labor. Yeah. I don't know. They trap her inside the house. They, they do. They, they physically take away trap the door. Her. Yeah, it's 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 no, it's yeah, they do. They physically remove her and won't let her see her friends or anything. I mean, eventually they do. But the point well, is, it's like she they, brings up at the end of the movie. Hey, can I go to school, by the way? And I was like, well, I have been wondering about that. Are they going to let her go to school? And it's like, there it is at the end of the movie. That, that, that we've, and there was like a whole thing. Like it was a gift to her to let her go to school. And yeah. I was like, OK, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> like, I, I, I just... The control of monsters. information is also weird in terms of how much they allude to the to the past, to the rock band, because we kind of yeah. know more than she does the whole time, and we're waiting for her to find out. And then she looks through the peephole, and the first time that she sees the Mandrake's room with all the memorabilia in it, I mean, I guess she's looking at it through a hole, so she can't see it that well, but we can, and it's like she has no reaction to any of it. She's just all about those worms. She's fixated on the worms and manipulating people. She doesn't fucking see the earwig album he has on his organ or anything. And it's or like, or the fact that the witch directly attempted to give her worms and like orifices. Like, I, let's not. Uh, yeah, let's, it's uh, like, do we want to deal with that? Like, I, that's like the well, biggest <laughs> question I have if, about this movie is that who's her mom or who's or anything? It is were the worms. Care? supposed to go inside her <laughs> is that what they were because in the opening when her mom uses worms they fly at the camera like they're an external thing that she was just gonna throw worms at the people behind her you know but right. then she does this she makes a potion so she slathers all over herself to prevent her from being uh magicked by or hexed or also whatever. weirdly specific about that like slathering thing like that was like a weird thing yeah. why does magic need to work that way why did we have to take like two or three minutes to watch her like slather shit all over yeah, herself yeah it's mm. There's like a lot of like there's like a lot of like things here. And I think that's the other thing, too. He talks about like I really wanted the food to look good and some of the food looks OK, but it's like some of it just looks like ground beef in a pan. It's like it's it's like rough, mate. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Also, why is he stealing everybody's food with little demons? And that's just how they eat. And I'm just sort of like that's just such a weird not yeah. okay thing for it to be happening. I guess he is stealing it. Yeah, because like didn't we see a clip of like some food being prepped at a restaurant or something, right? And then one of the demons just goes and whoop, whoop, whirlwinds it away, right? So he's yeah, he's stealing it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
there's like no explanation or like no like tie in to why that specifically happens. And it's like, and, and then yeah. at the end, it's just like, and then, and then, it, then the other thing too, at the end, she's like a little spoiled brat. She's just like, I run everything now. And it's like, and it's like, she has like a lot of things it's in the like, bedroom. Um, and now the demons obey her and she like tells them what to do. And it's like, it's like, I don't understand why this is better. Everybody in this movie is a terrible person and that's fine. It's like wandering witch where it's like, and I'm great. <laughs> and yeah, it's, I'm it's, the yeah. Best. and then that great. I don't know. Um, he he talks about it in terms of her being a heroine too, which I don't even fucking. You know, it's like he says, "Oh, anime heroines, they're all also they all always have to be perfect and nice and beautiful and everything." And no, I'm like, God, they yeah. need to be so faulted, and she's so she is. She has so many faults. Yeah, like that doesn't you know, Jahiro and Spirited Away is a little brat. You know, like she's not, especially when you watch the English dub, but she's, she's, the, the performance is the difference, kind look, of great. The difference isn't, the difference is that you didn't like make her perfect. You just didn't give her redeeming qualities. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a difference. There's a difference between somebody being an asshole and being like an irredeemable monster. And that's the thing. She's a little irredeemable monster. Like she doesn't learn uh, anything. Oh, I, and yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> Does she? That, that's the problem. She doesn't learn anything. You can't do that. Did that we learn anything? A, Did we get? No, any, we didn't learn. There was I, no I purpose. There's like I didn't learn shit by the end of that movie. There was nothing. Like I don't need a Sorry. moral fucking fix my personality lesson. I just need like something, you know, like about life, about you know anything. There's got to be some kind of, and I I genuinely don't don't know what it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Talked about the Mandrake. He's cool. I mean, you know, eh, it, I mean, he's terrifying barely. and abusive. Sorry, he's not cool. Yeah, but I, I, I have cool is like a stretch there, but yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll like, I, I'm like down to like talk about it, but like at the same time, I'm like not, I'm not like going to be like no. I was, I'm I was, just, I was just trying to like rebound from, from. No, we're we're being overly uh, negative, and I think like what we need to do here, if we're going to continue to do so, is we need to put some scores. Are we being overly negative though? No, I think we're being the right amount of negative. Like what is just because I'm like determined to blame Miyazaki to as opposed to Goro for this movie, like and and not that Goro isn't like responsible. Like you know, I, I honestly he just needs to leave his father's place and go out into the community, and he won't be as popular. But I think he'll be happier like trying to make something and not caring if somebody's like over his shoulder yeah like why couldn't uh, he go over with the uh, fucking studio what's the one panak the ones that did that that split off from studio ghibli and and did mary and the witch's flower which i didn't really like but uh, i mean i wasn't able to finish it was it's kind of whimsy for the sake of whimsy kind of same because i, I imagine having goro's son is like a whole thing that they don't necessarily yeah. want to deal with like it's it, i'm sure it's like a, i'm sure there's like yeah. i'm sure there's like less opportunities because he is hayao miyazaki's like son such a shitty I mean? situation man like yeah i don't want to just yeah. dump all over him although i will say like my favorite movie. my favorite thing from that I read that made, kind of made me laugh that was a red kind of flag from the interview is like we haven't really we still haven't like specified why the CG doesn't well we talked about the hair the hair is pretty good but he's talking and they're like were you concerned about like comparisons to Kiki's delivery service and he's like well actually the character designer also did Kiki and the cat and he was like yeah I don't know how I'm gonna make this cat look different <laughs> like it's the same so he was very concerned about the cat looking exactly the same no matter how many iterations he tried it was, yeah it's a Ghibli cat how many different ways can you do Ghibli black cat you know like I, that's, yeah somehow it doesn't look like a Ghibli black cat it looks like a little piece of fucking clay yeah it does look like like a piece of clay, which is so weird because then when he gets wet, it looks like he has hair. 
I know. For the first it time. It worse. Like, <laughs> it the first time, it's, like, mind. wet. And then he looks shiny, and it's just weird. I, yeah. It's just, the whole thing is just very, very disappointing. I, and also I do not see, like, this making sense in his head, though, as opposed to, like... What, what do you call it? There's a word for it. The other kind of anime CGI where you make it like cell shading or something like yeah. that. You know, like it makes sense that they it still makes sense that they went this direction. Right. Oh, I think CG. this is probably if you were going to try to imitate uh, the Miyazaki style. Sorry, the, the Ghibli style. Yeah, this would have been the way to go about doing it. I mean, I just think that the, this just needs infinite more TLC love and care. And it could actually be a like a doable product. Which is, I think, the other thing, too, is that, like, the animators honestly thought that they... I, I feel like they just let them out there to fail. They're like, go fail so you know that there's no future in CG. Yeah. Which is what I think they thought, and that's the thing that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. They're so old and up their own ass about it. And they just, like, left a bunch of people out there to fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what pisses it, it really me does off. seem like a project. They're like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. You go do that, and we'll let it fail. Yeah, it really does feel like that. Like, he's, he's like, I felt like I was out in the garage is <laughs> one of the things he said although he also yeah. said having like he said there was kind of less pressure because it wasn't traditionally animated so it was kind of a like a breath of fresh air for him to just like not have the exact same set of expectations on his shoulders which is just like so sad yeah yeah it's like, like it's just, i don't i don't i don't care how you want to dice it yeah. i'm sure like he's he's in his own like fucking faustian hell like do you know what i mean like that's exactly right and he made a deal literally with the devil turned out some shit and he's like yeah i feel great i bet i bet goro is like at, even at this is like the worst miyazaki movie and he doesn't give a shit he's like at home and i just being like i don't care because <laughs> at some point you can't care anymore that's just how it is mm. expectations and this sort of stuff is just like the way it is I want to know what your score is, though. That's what I want to know. Like, I know. Like, I'm struggling desperately because, like, the product itself is just not watchable. It's really. I mean, it's enter- it was kind of entertaining in no, terms of how no, I, uh, baffling oof. it was, but mostly. Yeah, but like that's the thing. <laughs> Anything that we any in interest, the only reason we we're even dealing with this or taking any interest in the reason we didn't turn it off is because of Miyazaki. Yeah, movie. and I watched fucking this one because you're like, we gotta talk about it. When I haven't seen when oh, Marnie do is not, there, <laughs> do not ask. Ben is actually the one that said we had to talk about it, and then his ass didn't fucking okay, show this up is for his this. Fault. So I blame Ben. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah, here let's to just blame. Himself, fuck. Do not so act like I said we had to do that. I was drunk and you were like, are we going to do this now? And I'm like, can we watch something else? And we try to watch Cells at Work Black. I remember this being your idea. But it was my idea, but then I asked you to watch Cells at Work Black and then I couldn't get it to work. And you're like, come on. And you said, come on. And I said, fine. And then we watched it. Oh, whatever. We could have watched Cells at Work Black. At no stage did I talk you into this. I was, just, if anything, I was like, hey, if we're watching this. I, you're watching it with me, man. You're suffering. Let's just hey, let's me. just blame the guy not here. Let's okay, blame Ben. How about that? That's fine. No, but my point was, I haven't seen when Marnie was there. I haven't finished Earthsea. I haven't seen the more kind of passable, still traditionally animated Ghibli films. But I have seen this, and that's just like I hate myself. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Well, I, I, that's the problem too. Is I feel like if another studio did Earthsea or up on Poppy Hill, they're so passable that they're definitely like worth your time. And that's the difference. Is like this is something that isn't worth anybody's time. That's just a hard fucking thing to say for a Ghibli movie to come out. You know, that's the thing. He's like, you can make fun of Earthsea all the time and say it's like disjointed and problematic. And it is. It absolutely is. But it's it's <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah. I'm not sure this is a movie. I give it I, I, a three feels right. Honestly, 
I got a 10. It's bad. <laughs> Two. Woof. Woof. Yeah. I here. just, just, yeah. I, uh, it's just, it fails on a digital animation level. It fails on just in comparison to that. And it will always suffer at the basis of the Goro Miyazaki is always going to suffer just at the basis of being compared to his father and what he creates. And that's just like the, biggest this is the biggest gulf in animation the studio's ever had and it's just it's a failure of a project i would lay this at the feet of hio and say like man buck up maybe train some people asshole that would be my thought process as to that this seriously but no he just he's gonna do what he's gonna do and let it fail i guess yeah well i'm sure i'm sure he like went to the premiere said this was an abomination and then like left and like destroyed his son you know i'm i'm it's just like usual fucking usual it's just his fucking play does, it's just his yeah. fucking playbook he's just gonna walk away and it's just like be self-possessed about it mm-hmm. and it's like i don't care yeah it's it's sad it's sad i cannot imagine what the fucking next step for ghibli is after this like are they just gonna uh, pretend oh, uh he is he is there is a scheduled ghibli movie that he is making oh yeah i know hi i was like out of retirement yet again i know that's oh yeah, but yeah. i mean like right, right. At, you yeah. know after that like, are they ever going to revisit 3D CG after this? Are they going to sweep it under the rug? Like, yeah. I, uh, yeah, there's a book called How Do You Live? Yeah, that's the name uh, of it. 1937 novel written by Yoshino Ginzaburo, which is being adapted by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miyazaki commenced animation work in July 2015, later confirmed by studio executive Toshio Suzuki. With Miyazaki coming out of retirement, Studio Ghibli, re-o- re- studio Ghibli reopened with many of the past collaborators working on the project. In October 2017, Studio Ghibli announced the film would be titled How Do I Live? Toshio Suzuki and that Miyazaki is working on the film for his grandson as his way of saying grandpa is moving on to the next world soon, but he is leaving the film behind because he loves you. Oh God. That is, which, you know, would be better than him coming out of retirement is maybe just spending time with your grandson, but there you are. Uh, I'm sure that's like part of why he retired every time. And then, you know, it didn't stick. Yeah. And, and he just can't stay away <laughs> yeah. because I think that he is, I, I, I probably agree with just based on, based on his behavior that he is like deeply depressed and possibly bipolar, but I don't want to say those things because I can't find secondary reports that confirm it. It just makes sense based upon his history and what we've learned about him. I'm not, not, I'm not, well, I, I feel they like decided it's less, it's, to call the fucking documentary, the kingdom of dreams and madness or someone did. So it is, right. it, it, we, we are in, the full like egomaniacal let's romanticize our mental illness for the sake of art kind of territory with with him i think that's you know if if he was mentally ill no one would know because he he because of his output you know except for his son which he you know is abusive towards we, we can just say it you know it's it's emotion I mean, it's I an emotion no, no, it's no, emotional abuse no goro goro's everything that goro has said is yeah. like emotional abuse yeah. on miyazaki's part yeah. so it's it is what it is yeah uh yeah 36 minutes of the film have been completed so he's completed 36 minutes of how do you live so that's a thing he also said that uh he can only do a minute a month now whereas he said is in his prime he was able to do 10 minutes a month so that he said it, not to expect it anytime soon with their completion in 2018 saying they'd be back they'd be done by 2021 or 2022 which is doubtful now with the pandemic but it is what it is god if he sorry i I was just like imagining fucking scenarios like if he dies and his son has to finish it or something like god i didn't oh well i don't think it would be him i mean it would be it'd be toshio suzuki yeah yeah 
like he would step in because that makes know, sense. If he's the one that's he actually right, working on the project. It's not like a fucking yeah. Tolkien situation or whatever. Or I, yeah, no, he's directed. Hayo is directing and produced by Toshio. So it's, it's definitely like mm-hmm. they're, and they've, they've been collaborators their entire career. Right. He's worked on a shitload of projects with him. Right. So it's not like, it's not, that's not like, that's the, that's the elder gentleman statesman of studio Ghibli brain trust. Mm-hmm. So it, like, I feel like if Hayo died, like it doesn't actually matter at this point because he's laid out the story mm-hmm. and Toshio will deliver the same level of production and that would be what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's some sad ass shit. We gave a Ghibli movie two point five out of ten. Yeah, it's a Ghibli movie. Man, remember Arietti? Arietti was God. That was a good movie. Okay. <laughs> Compare. No, it's, it's fine if you want to say okay, man. I mean, Arietti's like five, like you know, four points above this easy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it is a movie. I, I was like, I don't want to call this a movie, which is just so shitty on my part. I don't know why. I, I mean, it was it. made for TV. You could argue it's not really a feature film. Oh, that's a great thought. Let's end on that one. <laughs> <laughs> for the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Trevor Flynn. Oh, God, I feel so incomplete. I, I just are we really? We, I guess Dude, there's no more right, to right. say what, about it. No, there no, no, no. What else you want to say? Nothing, no, there's nothing say. else to say. It's going to make me feel better about this. It's just, it's just I can't. <laughs> Why do we need to put they didn't put in work as animators? Why do we need to put in work as reviewers? Fuck it's, it. Don't I, go see I, it. I just feel like I haven't conveyed how bad the CG is because there's no possible way. It's just that we talked about the hair. We talked about the fucking how smooth everything is. And I, yeah, we, you know, there's just yeah. we talked about how it's just directly child abuse with like no purpose. Kind of. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about how there's no specific plot and no structure and it like looks to be setting up for a sequel that is never going to come. Mm-hmm. So it has no purpose and in, in structurally inside its own fucking movie. There's no explanation as to why they go away. And there's just a couple of really weird like musical sequences that aren't that great, to be honest. Like, it's not like they fucking rise above and like save this movie. They're just terrible. Mm-hmm. I thought the songs weren't like awful songs or anything, but they weren't awful, but they're not. There's like one. There's like yeah, two it's, songs. Yeah, it's the same dude. song over pretty much over. Yeah, over and over. Yeah, again. it's the same song in different production styles, and it's not like it's like a huge interesting thing. He just has a rock. Yeah, song. Yeah. Oh, the, like, the score. We didn't say that the score is mediocre yet. Okay, that's that's the other. Yeah, thing. that's that's too. Yeah, go. mediocre. Yeah, it's like one of the better things about it, but it is still mediocre. It's all over the goddamn place. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Which I'm really interested in how they scored it or who was involved with this. Cause you know, Miyazaki and studio Ghibli can score the shit out of a film. So it's just clear to me that they didn't that like just the A team was just not involved. Yeah. Nobody, I don't think it's any of the usual suspects. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to wrap up. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, it was a bit (laughs) that I was trying to do and then it became real. So I, uh, no, you're upset. Yeah. We, we, we all feel a genuine sense of like a loss here. How about that? Yeah. For the studio, for for the movie gang podcast, this has been Trevor Flynn. Goodbye. And I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to the movie gang podcast. Head on over to the Tuscan shed media network. Uh, I bet Hayao Miyazaki would tell me that at least I didn't burp. He didn't burp all the way through his 
Goro would tell me that he didn't burp all the way through his film, which is better than I can say for this podcast and its content. Anyways, (laughs) sorry. I'm just like depressed, Uh you know, I don't know. It's like everybody's a failure. Everything's a failure because it doesn't measure. I like, I just, I just, I feel crushed personally by the expectation Hayao Miyazaki has for the world, but that's just me. Mm, So anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways, for the movie gang podcast, I've been Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, you know, head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. That's the Tuscan shed.com where you can check out all other podcasts including the pen and paper pod our dungeons and dragons live stream every monday at 7 p.m eastern standard time you can also check it out uh, at pen and paper pod at uh, you know all over the web facebook twitch twitter you can also check out its podcast format that comes out the week after uh, every episode airs on monday so check that out also head on over there and check out animania where we have uh, like things i'll debate whether or not putting this in there i almost don't want to review an earwig on animania yeah just don't count it um, as anime <laughs> i don't count it I, I don't count it as a lot of things i mean i'm, I'm sure goro and hayo would be happy that it's not counted as anime quote unquote uh you know because that's that's them <laughs> no risk yeah i'm just yeah anyways i guess we should say that maybe maybe we're biased this is the greatest movie ever because we just we like anime and so we can't like Hayao miyazaki stuff which is not true that doesn't make any sense i don't know we love Hayao miyazaki it's getting hard to let this go isn't it <laughs> i'm like i'm like in a dark place right like i'm in a dark place about this this was a dark episode trevor i don't know what to say Let's go do Studio Ghibli classic film series. I'm not going to watch better. anything Ghibli. I'm yeah, going to go watch something like Cells at Work Black where I can watch like, you know, a bunch of red blood cells make an erection and it'd be hilarious. Yeah, How about that? Something right. genuinely funny and it doesn't have to be artistically perfection or like his father is just going to be disapproving of him. How about that? Mm-hmm. I bet anybody in that making of that show, the director wasn't like didn't go home and his father tell him you're a failure because you had a bunch of red blood cells make an erection. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. It's like just just inject a little bit more humor in your life. I don't know. Fuck it, eh? Anyways, we give Earwig and the sorry. I don't even Earwig know and the witch. Yeah, called. I know it's hard for me too. Earwig and the witch called a two point five out of ten. Don't go see it. Yeah. Remember when here at the Movie Gang Podcast by extension, the Skinhead Media Network. Thanks for listening. Worms.